Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the D Will Show. I am your host, D Will, and this is episode 131. Uh, be sure to go follow me on Instagram at D Willow at D W I L L O O O. Go follow me over there um, to see any upcoming episodes that I may have coming. I have a bunch of episodes coming coming your way. Uh, I got some good ones in, in the bag for y'all, so make sure you go follow me to keep keep up with all those. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel, The D Will Show. Um, go follow all of my previous episodes. I have 131 episodes for you guys to tap in with. Um, so make sure you go follow me over there. Also, to go like and five star wherever you get your podcast, The D Will Show. We're on Spotify, Apple, Google. Make sure to go like, make sure to go five star. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor for this episode, uh, 27 Horizon, connecting your business to new horizons. Contact 27 Horizon for all of your creative design needs and book them today to make your event one to remember when you DJ or photo services. DM 27 Horizon for more info. Uh, to get to the good part, I got a good one for y'all. I got an Aurora Christian legend, a former North Park University star who is a second team all conference he's actually top 10 and threes made at north park university y'all help me welcome jason collins to the show jay what's up brody hey man i appreciate you having me it's a it's a it's an absolute honor it's an absolute no, for honor, sure. man. appreciate for sure time. for sure you know we had a family affair you know i just had your brother on not too long ago yep. uh, you know cuz told me to tap in with you so i'm like okay we gotta get the family Family in here, give y'all y'all flowers, man. Y'all come from a, a, a great family of hoopers, man. So I had to I had to get you on here. Thank you. For sure. Uh, to jump right into it, man. Um, kind of just take us through your upbringing, you know, and, uh, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, man. So so born and raised in Aurora. Um, I'm I'm out in the Memphis area right now, but I mean, I spent 35, 36 years of my life. Right, right, right in Aurora, Illinois, where I was born and raised, went to uh, Aurora Christian. Obviously, as you said, went to North Park University after after Aurora Christian. Uh, spent a couple years at St. Joe's too, middle school in Aurora. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, born and raised in Aurora, um, had, had a very unique, you know, kind of upbringing in the way that, you know, I, I went to Aurora Christian. That's where I played my ball at. But like my entire family pretty much is, uh, uh, East Aurora Tomcats. My mom, yeah. my dad, you know, their sisters and brothers, uh, my cousins, you know, everybody's an East Aurora Tomcat. I mean, me and my sister are pretty much the only ones that didn't that didn't go to East. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of it was kind of weird in the way where you know I almost my loyalties almost rested with 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 two schools, you know, for the majority of, of my upbringing. You know, I went to Aurora, like I said, I went to Aurora Christian, but my grandfather had season tickets. You know what I'm saying? I was at Tomcat Lane every home game, you know, yeah. since I can remember as a young boy. And, 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 and yeah, so it was, it was just weird because, you know, most kids, you know, it's, you, your loyalties usually lie with, 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 you know, one, one, one set, you know, if you grew up on the West side, you're a Blackhawk, East side, you're a Tomcat, you know, Aurora Central, you with them, Aurora Christian, you with them. But, you know, I was going to Aurora Christian, but, I, I knew just as I know just as much about the the history of East Aurora basketball as I do about Aurora Christian basketball because I probably, as a as a youngster, probably watched more East Aurora games than I did uh, Aurora Christian games. I didn't even really start. I mean, I don't want to say paying attention, but really, really getting into 
uh, Aurora Christian hoops and stuff like that till I was around, you know, almost to high school. You yeah. know, when I was, you know, a toddler, you know, uh, going from the age of like nine, 10, when I actually knew what I was watching all the way till about high school. I mean, I was at Tomcat Lane. Yeah. Every home game, man. Yeah. Right next to my grandfather who had season t- season tickets for, I don't know, 20, 30 years. So just a just a very I, w- I wouldn't trade it for the world though I I I I enjoyed my time as a youngster and coming up in Aurora playing ball in Aurora, just just a great great basketball town. Now Jay, I know you said you grew up around Tomcat basketball. What led to the choice of going to Aurora Christian? Because you know that's kind of what I did. You know, I came from Oak Park and then I went to East Aurora because that's where all my family went. You know, I kind of don't want to keep that going in the family. But what led to the choice of going to you know Aurora Christian? You know, I think it was just more about my parents uh, wanting me to have the benefits of that, uh, uh, you know, that private school education. Um, And, you know, God bless them. You know, obviously, private school education comes with a price tag and and, and the good Lord bless them with 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 the means uh, to, to put me in that school. I mean, I'm sure there's quite a few kids whose parents wanted to put them, you know, into that type of an institution. But, man, we're a Christian. Very, very expensive, very, very expensive high school. Um, yeah. Not even high, I mean, it, very, 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 very expensive school down to the preschool, you know. So, so that, that, that was, I'm assuming, was, you know, I never really asked my dad, um, you know, why that he made that decision, you know, with everybody in our family basically being Tomcats, why, you know, why the decision was made to, to go the private school route with me. But I think that's a, a safe assumption. Yeah. Okay. Now, Jay, when you were coming up, um, you know, as, as kids, we played everything in the neighborhood. You know, we just wanted to be outside, just being active. Uh, did you play any other sports uh, before you made the choice to become a baller? Or, you know, or actually, you know, yeah, my my dad introduced me to soccer um, before basketball. I mean, he introduced me to both, but he put me in in uh, in soccer with the park district when I was okay. six years old. Um, I started playing soccer at an organized level at the age of six, and I was actually very, very good soccer player. I, I, I played from the time I was six years old all the way up through uh, my freshman year of high school. Um, I actually um, was playing varsity as a, as a freshman, uh, so okay. I was pretty, pretty good soccer player actually. Um, but my fr- after my freshman year, um, I decided to give that up and just just focus on hoops because that's really, really where my passion lies. Okay. Now I know you said you were playing soccer, but were you still hooping on the side for fun or were you just strictly just playing soccer at that time? I was doing both. Okay. I, I was okay. doing both. Um, that was just what I, what I was introduced, introduced to first was soccer, okay. but, you know, from, from, you know, I started, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't long after that. He put that ball, that, that orange ball in my hand and it was, it was love at first sight, man. Yeah. Okay. But when you what led to the choice of, of really putting down soccer and, and picking up the ball? You know what I mean? I know you came from a basketball family. Uh, but what was that moment for you where it really clicked when you was like, OK, I'm going to go. I'm going to become a hooper. That's what I want to do now. Yeah, I just felt like I just wanted to really, really, really dive into to basketball head first. OK. You know, around seventh, eighth grade where, you know, I started realizing, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. Like I might be able to to do something with this. You know, I might be able to, you know, get in high school, make a name for myself, get a, get a basketball scholarship, you know, and, yeah. and, and who knows where it goes from there. So I didn't want to really, it was at that point I decided I didn't want to split, split time mm-hmm. uh, in both sports. Um, 
I didn't think that I would be able to go as far with soccer uh, as I could with basketball. I thought I, my 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 skill my skill level with basketball was was better. Um, so yeah, I, I decided just to move on from soccer, focus a hundred percent on basketball, and just just really just just give it give it my all. Okay. Now, was the household competitive? You know, sometimes you coming behind a basketball family. You know, you have those moments with your, your siblings or your older siblings or your parents. Like, was it always a competitive household for you? Um. I would say not not really. There was a there's a okay. pretty significant age gap between okay. because I'm the oldest. Okay. You know, I'm the oldest and uh, my sister's two years younger than me. Okay. Um, you know, so I mean, me and her really couldn't go at it, you know, playing yeah. basketball, you know, um, you know, but my, and my brother's eight years younger than me. So, okay. you know, there was a pretty significant age gap um, there between me and him. Okay. Um, but we, you know, we still we would still mess around. Um, yeah, still play play with each other. You know, we spent a lot of time together. Me and Sean are extremely close. Um, and, but but no, just just to answer your question, though, uh, no, and it wasn't it wasn't really super super competitive um, uh, in the household in that way. With like I said, the close you know the closest in age from a sibling standpoint was my sister, and I mean you know we not go we not gonna be out in the driveway banging. So yeah, yeah. You know, it was it was just just the way the family was set up. It was you know that okay. that opportunity really never presented itself. But okay. uh, my brother definitely <laughs> it, 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 he would have definitely accepted the challenge. You see what you, you see what he put right. <laughs> see on cue, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. He he wasn't gonna back down, so he was gonna go out there and go after me if if, if it came down to it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but when you really started to take it serious, Jay, that you were that you wanted to hoop, uh, rather have been like NBA players or just people in your family, uh, who were you really trying to lock in with and really learn from and take some game from, uh, you know, to make yourself better when you made that choice to become a hooper? Yeah, it wasn't really anyone in my family. Um, you know, my dad wasn't my dad didn't play, you know, at high school or nothing like that. Um, my 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 grandfather, you know, he he was he could ball. He, he was a solid player. He played um, he played at Bluefield State um, out in West Virginia. Um, but I, obviously, I never got to see that. Yeah. Um, so I, if I had to say a player, I'd say Scottie Pippen was definitely okay. my um, – he was my favorite player. He was my absolute favorite player. I loved watching Scottie do his thing. Um, and I did kind of pattern my game after him a little bit. I tried to be – I always tried to be a kind of a do-it-all type player with really no holes in my game, um, just pretty much like he was. Okay. What in particular did you take from Scotty? You know, was it just his footwork, just, you know, how did he approach the game? What was the particular things that you wanted to take from him? Uh, I would say all of that. I would okay. say all of that. You know, one thing with Scotty, it was like I was saying, is he was, he was, he was what I would describe as just a complete basketball player. Okay. Um, you know, it's almost like if you're building a basketball player in a lab, you know, this is what you're going to make. You're going to make somebody that can handle the ball, that can pass the ball, that can rebound the ball, that can score the ball, that can defend the ball. And it's like he did all that and he did it all at a high level. Right. You know, so right. I feel like, I mean, if you're going to pattern your game after somebody, why not pattern it after a guy that literally has no weaknesses in his game? No, that's not. Um, so that was that was kind of my logic behind that. Um, okay. And you know, I mean, everybody like Jordan. Obviously, Jordan. You know, <laughs> he's my goat. Um, okay. But just in terms of my favorite player to watch, it was definitely Scottie Pippen. Okay. 
Okay. So you said you uh, grew up in a, a soccer guy. You said around your freshman year, you kind of really put it down. Did you ever have an AAU circuit? Did you ever get to play AAU? Um, and if you did, you know, how was that whole experience for you? I didn't. I didn't okay. get into the AAU circuit uh, at all. Okay. okay. Um, it was around my time. It was kind of just getting on the scene. Um, and I'll be quite to be quite frank with you. I mean, it was kind of it was almost kind of looked down on. You know, at that time, it was kind of the new thing. You know, the new hip thing. All the kids were doing, and you know, a lot of the a lot of our coaches, you know, at the schools were, you know, like, man, what's this AAU stuff? You know, it's taking, yeah. you know, taking my guy's attention away from from us, and he's doing this on the side in the summer when he should be working out with us. You know, it was it was an odd time. You know, it was it was more a uh, time when AAU was getting introduced. Um, you know, you know, and and I, I didn't do it. You know, I didn't know a whole lot about it. Um, it was just it was kind of fresh coming on the scene. So yeah, to answer okay. your question, yeah, I never I never played on any any AAU teams. And I played a ton of a ton of ball in the summer. Yeah. But it was just more like going to basketball camps, um, different camps, different clinics. Um okay. I played a I'd always played a ton of Gus Macker tournaments yeah. on the weekends. Like that was yeah. a huge thing back then. I don't know how big that still is now. But yeah, I spent most of my summer just playing in, you know, tournaments like that, um, play, playing at the playground. Like we just live on the playground, man. Like yeah. wasn't all this stuff they all got, they got now. It's just, it's just, it wasn't as prevalent back then. You know, you yeah. take all, you go to May street, you get it in till the, till the lights came on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the high school experience, you know, freshman year, you had a great school. Did you, did you picture yourself trying to play high school ball over four years? And if you did, you know, how was the whole experience for you just playing high school ball when you really was made the choice that that's what you wanted to do? Oh man, it, high school basketball was, it was just a great, great, great experience. Um, playing basketball at Aurora Christian um, and being coached by, you know, Don Davidson, who's, you know, hall of famer, but like a true, true legend. Um, was one of the greatest experiences of my life being a Royal Christian Eagle. Um, and you, you're a younger guy, so you may not know this, but I mean, a Royal Christian man, like 85, 86 to about 95, 96. I mean, that, that, that decade, you could put them a Royal Christian teams on the court with anybody. I don't care what class. Mm. Um, and back then we didn't have all these, all these, cla all these classes either. It was single A, it was double A. Wow. You know, so, it wasn't all this 4A stuff where you playing against schools of the same level, the same skill set, of the same size and all this stuff. It was like you might mess around your Aurora Christian, you know, my graduating class, like 65 people, mess around, play a school that's got 3,000 kids in it. Mm -hmm. You got to bring it. It don't matter. Like, so, so it was, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything in, in terms of, the way things were when I was in high school playing. I loved playing at Aurora Christian, loved uh, playing for Don Davidson. Um, his son, Matt Davidson, coached me as a sophomore. Um, Mark Davidson, uh, who's, uh, who's Don's son. Okay. He's the face of the, he's the face of Aurora Christian basketball. He is to Aurora Christian what Jay Taylor is to East Aurora, what Kenny Battle is to West Aurora. Mark Davidson yeah. is that. Uh, for Aurora Christian and you know um 
he was a phenomenal basketball player, one of the best basketball players to come out of Aurora. I don't care what class you talking. I don't care about any of that. And, you know, a lot of people may not think that, but if you were to tap in with the Tyrone Savages of the world, the Mike Simmons of the world, the Thomas Wise of the world, they had to, they had to face, they had to be on the court with that guy, they'll validate that. Yeah. Yeah, a hooper, a hooper will give you credit if you if you can hoop. They gonna they gonna let you know. You know what I mean. No matter where you at. That's what I'm saying. Go yeah. to the source. Go yeah. to the source. Fact. <laughs> Did you have any? Do you have a favorite moment? You know what I mean. Because you know we always have the highs and lows with, with everything we do in life. You know what I mean. What were some of the high moments you had in in high school? What were some of the low moments that you kind of went through? So in high school, I would definitely say. I mean, that's though. Actually, both of these are very easy. Two moments pop right in my head. Uh, if we're talking strictly high school, um, I'll start with the high. Uh, okay. the, the, the high would have definitely been my junior year. Uh, we were playing in the Oswego shootout against Shelbyville. And um, uh, Shelbyville, they were a powerhouse. They had won state the year before. Mm. Uh, had, a D1, had a D1 prospect named Keith Byers. He ended up committing to U of I. Uh, absolute animal. He put up 30 and... I don't know what on us that day. Um, but I actually, uh, we we showed up and showed out, man. We we ended up beating them, and I, I actually hit a game winner. I hit the game winner. Okay. Um, okay. It was wild, man. It was absolutely wild because they was that was a they were tough. That team was tough. We wasn't even, I mean, we had a good team, mm-hmm. but um they won state, they won state the year before. You know, they they were ranked when we played yeah. them, they got a D1 commit, it wasn't expected to be really a game. Yeah, they had y'all as an underdog. They, they definitely had us as an underdog, but okay. uh, Mark Allen, rest in peace, he was our center. He was matched up with with Byers, their, their big-time prospect. He gave him hell, man. He, yeah. he, 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 I mean, he Byers put up huge numbers that night, but Mark Mark had a great game. He probably had 20 himself. Yeah, you know, so he kind of helped. He kind of, he kind of helped, kind of, kind of, kind of equal that out. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You gonna let it? If a dude gonna drop thirty on you, you gonna have to put some work in too. Yeah, that out. And um, they had some good guards too, but you know, and me and 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 my boy uh, Charles Foster and Jabari Harrow. You know, we we really stepped up, kind of, kind of contained them guards. Okay. Um, and we we man, we had the ball. We had the yeah. ball at the end. Yeah, uh, the play was actually drawn up for for me to get the ball to Mark. Okay, um, and it went, he it was went, having it a went. night. Yeah. He was having okay. a night, but uh, you know I couldn't get it to him. The clock was running down, man, and yeah, man, I I did my thing and, and knocked it down. We beat him. Okay, how was how was um, the how did how did the play break down? Break down the play for us. Like, what was the play that y'all wrote down? And what was the, what did you see on the court when it happened? He was like, ah, oh, that ain't gonna work. I gotta I gotta do my own thing now. So it's a little hazy, obviously, because it's been a while. But okay, okay. You know, I know. You know, I got the ball on the left, left wing, left wing elbow extended at the three point line, and um, they, you know, basically they and they did. We did just a little flex cross screen from the box to box under the rim to get Mark, try to get Mark a layup. Okay. They switched it. They switched the pick, and uh, the guy stayed top side on Mark, so I couldn't get him the ball, and I wasn't gonna throw okay. no lob. Yeah, you know, okay. running down. So yeah, I was just like, and Mark and and Mark cleared. He okay. ran off the block. 
So it wasn't nothing between me and it wasn't nothing between me and the rim, but the man guarding me. Yeah. <laughs> and I like if you all I gotta deal with, it's over with. I was like, my chances. Okay. Yeah. I, I, okay. I, I gave him a quick uh jabbed him right, went went left, pulled up about 10, 11 feet, bottoms, game over. Game winner. I see Sean said he stormed the court. Just that whole moment for you just felt like <laughs> it didn't even seem real to you, huh, bro? No, man, that that was crazy, man. That was that was crazy. That was that was a great game. It was one of the greatest games I've ever I've ever played in. Okay. Um, the greatest game I've ever played in is my low moment, though. Okay. Talk to um, so we actually had an eighty-game home winning streak at Aurora Christian. Eighty oh, games. That's tough. And my tough. junior year, we actually lost it um man just a crazy crazy atmosphere man crazy atmosphere. if you wasn't there for the freshman game you weren't getting in because some everybody knew something had to give because we 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 were playing lyle who was ranked in the state hadn't lost a game they were 20 they came in 21 and 0 mm. and we was actually ranked in the state too okay so Everybody came out. People was coming out from all over to see that game. Um, and that little ass court on 801 Illinois. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was just the atmosphere was electric, electric. Um, Lyle, Lyle, that's who we that's who we ended up losing the streak to. Um, and it was a tight game. We lost by one point, man. One point. We, we, we was up to. No, 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 no. We were up one. Mm-hmm. They had the ball. We were on defense. All we gotta do is get the stop. And um, their their star their star guy. I mean, they put the ball in the hands of their dude. Um, his last name was Glover. I forget his first name, but uh, he 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 went to the basket. He wasn't shooting. He was a smart basketball player. He's you know we down. He was, in his mind. I'm sure he's like we down one. I'm not shooting no jumpers. I'm about to go to the basket and make them make try the to call. get fouled. Or they're going to foul me, one or the other, and I'm going to knock both of these free throws down. That's exactly what happened. He put his head down. I thought it was actually a bad – it was actually a bad call. It was actually one of those scenarios where usually if it's 50-50, a ref won't make that call at that moment. You'll usually swallow their whistle. It was one of them scenarios where usually they'll swallow their whistle, especially in this situation. Atmosphere. We here. We ain't lost here 80 games, and you call this foul. Put this dude on the line. He knocks them both down. Game over, man. Streak over. So that was that one was, of the low moments, just losing that, that streak. Lowest. Man. After that, what was what was the mental for you? Did you felt did you feel extra pressure? Like, man, we just we blew it. Like my team was the one that blew it. Uh and how did you look forward, you know, going forward? How did your mindset going forward? I absolutely felt that way, man. I I I was devastated. I just went when that when that triple zeros went up there, I just collapsed on the court and just laid there for a little bit, man. Like I didn't even want to go to the locker room. Like yeah. that was crazy. And I absolutely felt like 80 games, man. And you remember me telling you how how strong that program was from 85 to 95. Like yeah. them teams was was the ones putting that streak together. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, here we go. Unlost this. And um, yeah, it was that was a tough blow, um, especially because of the way it happened. You know, questionable call, everything. Like I would have rather, man, I would have rather got blown out. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than yeah. to lose the way than to lose the way we lost that game. Yeah, because you um, could just take it like they're a better team, but to come down to one call. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, but hey, you know, one thing I've always I've always been the type of person that just could really, really persevere. Um, leave the past in the past, eyes forward. Um, you can you can't, man. This is not just with basketball, this is with life. I mean, you just you can't move forward if you stuck in the past, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it was real hard, bro. It was real hard to move on from that. I mean, that stuck with me a long, long time, man. Um, How but, long did it, did it take you, if you know? Man. <laughs> I know <laughs> I it came with you through the rest of the season. I know that, but like. It didn't carry with me the rest of the season because, you know, obviously we had more games we had to focus on. But I would say, like, I was in a little bit of a lull probably until our next game. Okay. I mean, even going okay. to practice the next day, I was still thinking about it. Yeah. Um, really, probably I would say until that next the next game we played, that's probably all I was thinking about. And then, and it, it, you know, it was it was hard to really just get it off my mind. Yeah, those were the ones where you got to forget, you got to move on, but you don't forget. Like that'll always, you know, stay yes. with you. Got yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I, you know, I heard you know you came from a, your father was a military guy. Um, growing up for you. Um, what type of, uh, like toughness, you know, did your father instill, you know, in you guys, you know, in your household? Yeah. Yeah. My dad was a uh, military in the army. Um, and you know, my dad, he, man, he's, he's a, that's a great dude right there, man. Um, I don't even know where to start with just the influence he's had on, 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 on my life. Um, yeah. you know, he wasn't real. I wouldn't say he was tough, you mm -hmm. know, tough, just, just a wise, wise dude. He was just always, always teaching, always showing, you know, always just trying to prepare us for, for life and what it's, it's, and for what things you may encounter and how, how to, how to handle it. I learned so much just from being around him and just seeing just how he went about his business, how he interacted with people. Um, yeah. They call him the mayor of Aurora. You know, that's a reason for that. Everybody knows my dad. Everybody loves my dad. Um, but just, just a great, great guy that I just, like I said, just being around him, I just picked up so much stuff. Just, just like I said, just on how to, you know, how to politic, how to network, you know, yeah. just, just always be top of mind, you yeah. know, put yourself yeah. out there. Yeah. introduce yourself to people you know it's just he he's the first person that really i really saw where they were exercising you know people talk about it's about you know people always have that they have that phrase that it's about not what you know it's who you know yeah my dad was the epitome of that you know anything you need my dad's got a guy yeah <laughs> you know, anything you need my dad has got a guy and that's just from putting himself out there networking getting to know people and 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 yeah, just being a light like the dude. Yeah. Just, everywhere we went, he would see somebody he knew. You know what I'm saying? We could be in yeah. another state, he running into somebody you know he he knew. It was just like yeah. man, this guy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, he was just yeah. Like I said, he I mean he wasn't like a tough like boom, you know, you know, pounding fist, pounding the table, just you know, tough like that, tough as nails type stuff like that. Um. But no, he 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 had a, a a unique style. But you know, I loved it. 
Like, yeah, absolutely loved it. Okay, okay. For you, Jay, uh, how was how was the recruiting process for you? You know, uh, was it one of those ones where you know you had a bunch of schools reaching out to you, and well, you know, what led to the choice of you going to North Park? So yeah, so we I did. I had a lot of schools, a lot of schools reaching out, tons and tons of letters. Um, but you know, honestly, you know, the recruiting thing for me. So so like I said, I was the oldest. So this okay, you know, it was this was the first time you know we had ever dealt with anything like this, you know, in my household, um, you know, in terms of, you know, what do you do? You know, how do you attack this? You know, how do we, you know, get the reach out to the coaches and get them to come out to the games and see you and get the highlight tapes going and all this and all that. Like that was the first time, uh, you know, we had ever dealt with anything like that. And, you know, my dad was, you know, doing the best he could with it. It was his first experience with obviously having, you know, a child that was actually good enough for sports where, you know, this was even a question, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, he, he, but he did all he could, man. He did all he could, you know, um, you know, got the highlight tapes put together for me, was, 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 was reaching out to coaches here and there for me, you know, trying to, trying to put me on the map, connecting with people, networking with people. Um, it was a cool experience, man. I had a lot, a lot of interest, a lot of letters, a lot of calls. Um, I probably say my most, the most exciting uh, moment in my recruiting um, experience was uh, one day came from school, man, had a had a voicemail uh, from uh, Bobby Collins, you know, coach of UIC. And that's when I was like, man, like, OK, like that's what I'm waiting on, man. Because, yeah, you know, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of calls and stuff I was getting was from junior colleges, D2s, D3s, which is fine. That's cool. That's why mm -hmm. I ended up playing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that wasn't the goal. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't the goal. The goal was the goal big time, you know, and, and you, when you're young, you don't understand, you don't, you, you, sometimes you, you don't get the whole, there's this, there's this thing that D1 is like, that's, that's where you got to go. That's where you got to go to be considered a good basketball player. So when we're kids, yeah. we don't know any better, that's all we care about. That's all we think about a junior college calls me or a D3 calls me, you know, you know obviously I'll take the call, but it's like, ah, I ain't, I'm not even going to be playing for you, but I, you know, yeah. I'll talk to you, but uh, you know, I got, I got bigger aspirations, but thanks, thanks. you know, it, it was, a, it was a cool, it was a cool, great experience. Um, um, but it was, um, you know, to be honest, the, the recruiting experience, it, you know, it, in, in terms of with me being at Aurora Christian, you know, it was, you know, about the, about the only thing with Aurora Christian that was probably a little bit of a sore spot, um, yeah. you know, for me and my family, because um, we weren't, you know, with, with, with a lot of with a lot of kids when they're in school, you know, you're doing your thing, too. And and the school, you know, is 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 getting out there for you, too, and, and trying to get you connected, you know, with camps, clinics, coaches, getting them out to see your games and stuff like that. And uh, we weren't we weren't sure all that stuff was happening. Um, but um, oh, thanks for correcting me. The guy's name is Jimmy Collins, not not Bobby okay. Collins. Okay. But um, you know, so we, we did sometimes feel like we were on a little bit of an island, you know, kind of doing it all on our own. And and you know, there's there, you know, every now and then we look back on it like, what if, you know, what if, you know, we we had a little bit more support, um, you know, on that front. But um, you know, it is what it is, man. Yeah. When you came to the point where you had to make your choice of where you were going. What were what were the main factors in 
the school that you were looking for, but like, okay, this is where I want to go. Like, what were you looking for in, in those programs, you know, when they reached out to you? So, man, I'll be honest with you, man. I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know, man. You just wanted the ball. I just wanted to play ball. That's that's it. That's all I, I had a one track mind. Um, well, I tell you, I know I well, I tell you what I didn't know. I knew I wanted to go D1. Yeah. <laughs> that's about all I knew. I yeah. wanted to play D1 basketball. That's all yeah. I know. Yeah, and it what happened with, where it was. Yeah, but what led what led to the UIC situation? Did it just not pan out, or you know, did it just not you know, did they stop recruiting you? Did you not go on a visit? Like, how did that work out? Because, like you mm -hmm. said, you had your hopes up when they when they reached out to you. You know, what led to that not being pursued? Yeah, good question, man. So I did actually go on a visit. I went on a okay. visit. Okay. Um, but they ended up wanting me to red shirt. Okay. Gotcha. They wanted me to red shirt, sit out a year, because um. I was I was skinny, man. I was real slight, man. I was probably okay. 165 dripping wet coming out of high school. You know, yeah. so I was, you know, they wanted to get some weight. They wanted me to sit out a year, get some weight up. Um, and they also had some some decent guards, you okay. know, uh, uh upperclassmen. Okay. You know, okay. Like, you know, why waste a year playing behind these guys? You're not gonna play anyway. You just you know, waste a year. Okay. You waste a year. And you know, hindsight, you know, looking back, probably would have been the right thing to do, but I'm 17 years old, man. Like, I'm not trying to hear I got to sit out a year and not play and, you know, all this yeah. stuff. I'm trying to yeah. get it in. Like, I'm as good as these dudes. Like, let's go. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, probably an immature decision. But um, the nonetheless, it's the one I made. And it came down between North Park and Carthage University okay. out in uh, Kenosha. Okay. Um, it came down to a pretty... Man, it was a pretty uh, interesting little little bidding war uh, between those two schools. Man, they were both after me pretty pretty hard. Um, and you know, obviously North Park's Division Three NCAA, so you know they can't give me a, a athletic scholarship. Um, okay. You know, but they have their ways. You yeah. know, what they have to do to get the players they want. Yeah. And so once it came down to those two schools, I mean, you know, I'm on the phone with North Park one night. You know what y'all offering, and I'm running back to Carthage. With hey, this going is what, back and hey, what y'all got, yeah. you know. And it went back and forth like that for for a few phone calls before I ultimately decided. Um, I, I ultimately decided to go to North Park because, you know, it was like, I mean, if I'm gonna go D three anyway, mm -hmm. and they were both in the same conference, I'm like, I might as well be a little closer to home, you know, be in the city. You know what I'm saying? You know, as opposed to being out in the sticks in Kenosha with nothing to do. Yeah. That was kind of what it came down to between those, between those two schools. That's what it came down to for me was being a little closer to home in case on the weekend, you know, I decided I just want to hop on the train and come to the crib. I can right do it. Home. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all know what comes with being in the city. I mean, yeah. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Okay. How was, how did you adjust to the whole, you know, going to college process? You know what I mean? Because you know, you played middle school ball, then you had to adjust going to the high school level. Then high school level, you going to the college level. How did your, how was, tough was your transition, you know, making making it to the college level? Like I said, you got to do training's different, the style of play is different, uh, how fast the game is. Like, did you have to adjust to that? And if you did, how long did it take you to, you know, get activated to the college, college that's ball? A, yeah, man, that's, that's a great, great question. And boy, that's a big leap. From high school to college, 
is a huge leap. I don't care if you D3, D2, D1, junior college. Mm -hmm. Every dude on that team was the best player at his high school. Talk, bro. That's the end and short of it. Every guy on your team, no matter if you had Juco through D3, D, D2, D1, was that dude on his high school team. So you're talking the best of the best. Yeah. Oh, man, like, it was real. It was real. I'm used to being, you know, at Aurora Christian, just doing what I want when I want on the basketball court. You know, I get up here, and then I'm young, too. You know, I'm, I'm one of those kids who's, because of his birthdays, I'm like, the youngest in the class, you know, all the time. Okay. I went to college, I was 17. Gotcha. You know, I turned 18, you know, after I had already started my freshman year. So I'm out here in preseason with grown men, 17 yeah. years old, there's 22 year olds out here. Yeah. Like, and I tell you, man, the first time, the first time someone laid a laid some wood on me, got me got a, the first time I ran into a stream. <laughs> was when I realized I was no longer playing high school basketball. <laughs> because I was little too. Like I told you, man, I was like 165, 170. Yeah. Um, and I'm out there with dudes just 6'8", 6'9", 240, just muscle. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the game was faster. The guys were smarter. They were bigger. They were faster. They were stronger. They were skilled. Um. That was a huge, huge leap, and and it was a huge adjustment for me, man. Like my freshman year, like I had to change my whole approach mm -hmm. because in high school I was more of a set shooter. Okay. Um, because you had more time, you had more time to get your shot off in a high school game, so you could sit there, you 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 could be a set shooter and be successful at the high school level, but in college. You can't be no set shooter. You're not getting your shot off in college if you're if you're uh, if you're just shooting set jumpers. Like you have to be able to get that shot off and get it off quick. You have to be a jump shooter. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was a huge adjustment for me. You know, I'm getting the ball and I'm used to being able to lace it up a little bit, get my feet right, and get that boy up there. But I'm catching the ball and cast is on me. Yeah. Like right away. Yeah. Like so, I'm like okay, and so my offense suffered. My my offense really really suffered my my freshman year, and so I just really had to really just think like how can I differentiate myself, man? How can I get myself on this court, man? Because they're not what I'm bringing on the offensive end of the court is not going to get me time right now until mm -hmm. I adjust to this, and that's when I just really really started just diving in and just being just tenacious on the defensive end of the court. Um, and this is in this and this and you know how they say defense is all effort. You hear people yeah. say it all the time, but this is this speaks to that because I sat there and said it to myself and put my mind to it and did it and did it and yeah. did it. It was all mental. It was just effort, and I literally <laughs> I turned this into a, a, a defensive stopper. Uh, it got to a point where I, you know, I wasn't starting games, but I was ending them. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was getting, I was. They would sick me on them guards, mm -hmm. and I would just hound Adam. them, hound yeah. them. You know, I'm not. I'm only. You know, I'm not starting. You know, I'm. I'm getting time too, but I'm only. You know, you know, I'm. I'm getting minutes off the bench, so I'm not playing like 30, 35 minutes. I'm getting 20, 25, so I'm fresh too. 
Yeah. I just that freshman year, I just devoted myself to just being a defensive menace. And, yeah. and it worked for me, man. I, I I was very, very good at it. I was extremely successful at being being disruptive to the opposing team's guards. And it worked. It worked. And as I got the time and got used to the, the pace and the speed and the strength, your game opened up. Everything opened up. I started yeah. knocking down shots. Yeah. I started going to the I just got comfortable. Um and then uh, and, and every it was like every year I got better. Every year I got better. Um my my sophomore year, I, I was was better than my freshman year. Um but the, I would say the biggest leap I made was from my sophomore year to my junior year. Okay. Um that was I made a significant leap from my sophomore to my junior year. And I, I kind of devote that to, to, to devoting myself more in the weight room. Um, now, like I, I've mentioned a couple times, I was a small guy, um, but I got, I got with a strength coach in the off season and, and kept working with him. He was, he was, he was the foot, he was North Park University's football team strength coach. Okay. okay. Uh, I asked him to get with me in the weight room, get my weight up, get me stronger. And he, and he did it, man. He put about 10, 15 pounds of muscle on me. He got me up around 180, a little over 180. My weight was fluctuating between 180, 185. You know, after being 165, 170, you know, that's a significant, you know, yeah. increase in size. Thanks. Um, and I got especially in hooping, especially yeah. in hooping, yeah. especially in hooping. And in my junior year, I, I think it's the best year I had okay. at North Park. Um, my junior year, uh, I got I got busy that year, man. I had a great great season. Um, I averaged, I think, 15, 16 a night. Um, which in college is that's a lot of points to average. That is a lot. You're only playing yeah. 40 minutes. Um, and then and, and you know, I was still doing my defensive thing. I never stopped that. It never yeah. stopped that. That that okay. I got better as a defender every year, too. That became a part um, of your game. That just became part of me um okay. after my freshman year. But yeah, that, that junior year was definitely the best year I had at North Park. Um, we had a great team um that year. But yeah, I would definitely say, yeah, just that that is that's a huge, huge leap from high school to college. And you don't realize it until you get out there in, in between them four lines, man, with those big yeah. boys out there. And yeah. you're like, okay, I've arrived. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Joe, uh, Jay. When you got to college and the reality kind of hit, you know, okay, what I'm used to doing is not getting it's not going to give you player time. I have to kind of transition my game a little bit more. You know what I mean? You have to become a defensive player. Did that kind of ever waver your confidence a little bit? Like, man, like I gotta change my game up just to get on the court. You know, did that ever play in your mind? You know what I mean? Coming from being a, a scorer and being the man to being you gotta do something that you're not comfortable with or that you're not used to. Did that ever waver your confidence a little bit? No, not at all. Okay. okay. Not at all. Um you ask anybody that knows me, uh, uh, um, I'm not deficient of confidence in any way. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I, that, that never runs out, man. And, okay. and, 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 and man, it wasn't anything. It wasn't, in, 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 and I understood it. You know, it wasn't anything okay. personal. Um, okay. I wasn't getting it done on the offensive end. I would have sat me, you know, I wouldn't have wanted me shooting balls either. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, it is what it is. It wasn't. It wasn't I didn't feel like it was a slight or a knock on me. Um, the production wasn't there. Yeah. So I understood 
you know, why coach was telling me, hey, that's a bad shot. That's a bad yeah. shot, bro. We don't, you know, yeah. I'm, out there, I'm out there missing, but you know how shooters are. Next one going yeah. in, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get high. I'm going to get right. high. Yeah, but yeah. as a freshman, I can't I can't have that same attitude. You know, on, on on the college team, when I'm when I'm when I'm playing when I'm playing with dudes that that shoot that can shoot that thing and, and, and shooting at a high percentage, I need to be get playing defense and getting those guys the ball until I get going. Yeah. You know, so okay. so yo, I didn't see it as a slight. It didn't hurt my confidence. Um, I understood it. I knew the reasoning behind it. Um, so yeah, I wasn't. I, I it didn't. I, I understood it. You know, I was I was fine with it. And I knew my time would come. I knew eventually my time would come. I was a freshman. And and sure enough, every year, every year things got better for me. Stuff started opening up the game. Every year the game slowed down a little bit for me. And yeah. you know, any hooper will tell you, once the game starts slowing down, that's when it's easy. That's yeah. when it's easy. That's when whoever's standing across from you is in for a long night. Yeah. And to attest to that, you you know, your top 10 and threes made at North Park University. So the game really opened up for you. You really locked in and, and you know and was like okay cool uh, this is what i have to do to get on the court now that the game is starting to open up for me the rim started looking a little bigger for you you know what i mean uh it did man and so 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 to, so to speak on that a little bit so i'm i'm third all time and i've oh, always okay. like man okay like, okay what would i if i but that's off two solid years of shooting the ball i'm like well man i could be on the top of this list if i didn't have two years struggling well my bad my bad let me correct myself he's third all time not top 10. that 10 to 3 is a big jump so my bad top three all time okay okay let me give you your credit okay you good you good man um but for you when you said you had to adjust to the to the to the game to the college game how long did it take you you know uh time wise to really get acclimated to it because you know freshman years you know you a lot of freshmen really red shirt you know or they're oh i'm, I'm going to transfer then they have to sit a year uh for you did that ever jump into your mind like man it's some bull or did you really lock in it was like okay cool let me just adjust my game let me learn what i have to do and then we'll go from there it took me about half of my freshman year okay it took me about half of my freshman year so you know at north park um and probably the same with most schools. I mean, we would play all of our non-conference games first. Okay. And then the second half of the season was all conference games. Okay. Um, and I would say after I got through them first 10, 11 non-conference games, um, it was actually perfect because the CCIW is, I mean, arguably the best Division three conference in the country. So it was kind of – it kind of worked out good that I was able to get – Play get them not playing them non-conference games against mm -hmm. lesser competition to get my feet wet. And For the games that really matter. Because yeah. by the time we started playing conference games, I was a shutdown guard by then. Yeah. So they was they and I was starting to make shots. Yeah. So I was a better player by the time the conference game started. So it, it worked out great for me and and North Park. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, my very 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 first conference game um i played I, I i had like 15 16 points mm. i had in my freshman year yeah it was against wheaton wheaton college man we and and, and we we got blown out man but i had a i had a good night um got your got your rip i got my and 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 it just it gave my coaches confidence too 
Okay. Uh, okay. His game's starting to open up. He's doing this against the conference teams. We 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 feel like we can trust this guy. Okay. Okay. So they you play your four years at the North Park. You know, what was your thought process after the North Park? Were you thinking, did you know you wanted to keep hooping? You know, what was your mindset coming after? Okay, after leaving North Park, okay, what am I gonna do now? Yeah, man. I um I to you know, honest to be honest with you, man, I kind of you know, as you get older you become more in tune with reality okay. you know you kind of you, you know if you're a real person you yeah. know you have self-awareness you know you kind of know you're able to look at yourself in the mirror and know where you stand amongst your peers okay you know what i'm saying so by the time i got done with college you know obviously you know, when i was a youngster it was nba 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 yeah, yeah. but it's like the longer you play and the more guys you play against and the more yeah. you there's a lot of dogs out here. Yeah. Those aspirations kind of kind of minimize a little bit. So, you know, I'll be honest with you, man. I wouldn't look, I mean, NBA wasn't even in my head anymore at that point. Okay. But I did feel like I could play professionally uh overseas. I felt that okay. my game was 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 solid enough that I could go over there and make some noise. Um, and I actually did uh, I went to a camp out in Utah. I was okay. Lake. Um, I got invited to this this camp called the Utah Showcase Camp out in Utah. Uh, it was about about 225 guys from all over the country. Um, okay. A mixture of everything: D1, D2, D3. Uh, it was mostly D1 guys, though. There was only oh. a, probably four or five D3 guys at the whole thing. So that made me feel good. Um, you know that I was one of the few that they felt could come out and run up and run up and down with these guys um so yeah we were out in salt lake and uh so the european scouts came flew out to salt lake to watch us play and uh you know they're basically you know after the games talk they were there scouting talking to guys politics and networking uh you know seeing what's what seeing if the, they had an interest level in anybody that was out there to potentially you know make them offers and things like that um and um i played well man i played extremely well my dad was with me you know, he, he came out with me to support me and um, something we didn't really get into uh, is that, you know, I've kind of always, always had a chip, man, because going to Aurora Christian, you know, it was always a but, you know, whenever anyone would bring up my name in, in terms of me being a solid basketball player, be like, but he's at, you know, he's at Aurora Christian, you know, he, okay. he's, he's playing over there at single A private school. And that, you know, that, that, that's been with me my whole life, you know, playing okay. at Aurora Christian, it, you know, playing at Aurora Christian in high school, it was there, you know, playing D3 at North Park, it was there, you know, we bring my name out, but it was D3, you know, it was always an asterisk whenever my name would ever be, not, not, not with my people that really know me and, okay. and, and know what I bring to the table, like my close friends and family know how I get down, but like the general public. You know, looking yeah. from the outside, it was always like, yeah, but, but, but he was at North Park D3, but he was at Aurora Christian, single A. So when I got out here with these D1, D2 guys, I was like, this is my chance. This is, this is my chance to show I belong with these dudes. This is my chance to show single A, D3, don't matter. You can play with these guys. And, um, and I balled, man. I had a great great camp um you know didn't get any didn't get any offers um it seemed like you know, a lot of the scouts there seemed to be there looking mostly at the bigs not a lot of okay. the guards got a lot of 
got a lot of attention. They were really, really latched onto them bigs there. There was a few guards that got some looks. There were some solid guards there. But um, man, that 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 plane trip home, I felt good, man. I felt great. I felt great. I I, I felt validated. Yeah. I felt like you know, all 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 these years of people saying, you know, but this, but that, asterisk here, yeah. asterisk there. Yeah. I had my chance to get on this court with all these dudes that supposedly was better than me all these mm-hmm. years and could none of them do nothing with me, man. Did, were you kind of at peace with it when you was like on that plane ride back home? Like, okay, cool. I, I, I felt that I earned my respect. I may not have got any calls, but I felt that I earned my respect. And you didn't get any calls. Did you, were you at peace with that moment when you were like, okay, well, you know, this is the end of, this is where the ball stops for me. You know, were you at peace with that moment or did you kind of, did it did it bother you for a while after, you know, realizing like, okay, this is the end of a ball for me? Man, it was a little of both, man. Okay. It was a little ball. It was a little of both. What, 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 what made me at peace was I knew what I went out there and did. Yeah. I knew what I went out there and did. I didn't need a scout to tell me I played well. The numbers spoke for themselves. You know, they was keeping stats and everything. You know, they they had the stats because all we was basically doing was just playing. You know, they randomly put you on teams mm-hmm. like pick up, pick up. We just playing pick up and they just there okay. seeing what's what. OK, and so and they would keep all the stats on the wall, points, rebounds, three points, everything. Any stat you can think of, they would keep track, track them on the wall. You could go and look after all the games was played. And man, I was right there, you know. Right there, in respectable rankings, man. With 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 everything, points. You know, I was doing every. I was doing everything on that court. I was doing that North Park. Gotcha. I was. Okay. I, mean, I think. I think I put up about 16, 17 a game. I was knocking my threes down about a forty five percent clip. Mm. Um, knocking my free throws down, defending well. Um, one dude ate me up. I'm gonna be honest. I got ate up by one guy. The, one of the guys, one of the guards that I was actually getting spoke to. Okay, um, okay, okay. So if, I, if someone go eat me up, like I can. Live. Gotta, okay, okay. Um, but uh, no, so so in, in terms of being at peace, I was at peace mentally with knowing I belonged. Gotcha. And at the end of the day, I didn't need a scout, I didn't need another coach, I didn't need another player, I didn't need anybody to tell me that. Yeah. Once the ball rolled out, I was one of the top guys on the court every game, and I was yeah. cool. And, and that's all I needed, really. Yeah. Was I okay. pissed that performing like that wasn't enough to take me to the next level and play as a professional? Yes. Um, but you know, it, it is what it is. It, it didn't work out. But at the end of the day, like I said, like I, it couldn't take anything. The, the the numbers the numbers spoke for themselves, and yeah. and, and I, so I was I was at peace with that. Okay. Okay. For you. Um... What has been that moment in your career, hooping wise, where you kind of hit a mountain and you kind of had to overcome that adversity that you've been through? I know you spoke about always being the underdog and that butt, you know, behind your name always. But what has been the moment where you kind of was like, all right, man, like I got to get through this that made you who you are today? Man, that's tough. You mean just in hoops or just in life in general? Life, life in general, it could be hooping, you know, whatever. Um, this is an adversity that you overcome that kind of, you know, is a, a part to your, a part of your story. Yeah. That means a lot. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I hate to almost give an answer twice, but it was definitely that moment my freshman year where, yeah, you okay. know, I realized I'm going to have to change my approach if I'm going to get out on this court. Because, like I said, like all the way from grade school through high school. No, that's was, tough. Yeah. That, that's what I was known for, putting the ball in the basket, man. Yeah. Um, and we I see it every that. day. You know, and our defense, like Jason yeah. can put that ball in the basket, man. That's that's yeah. what it was for from the yeah. time I was picked up a ball all the way through through my senior year of high school. And then to get to college and all of a sudden I can't I'm not effective. Yeah. yeah. And I had to come to terms with that in my head. Like, man, like, do I want to keep trying to pound this square peg into this round hole and keep throwing this bricks up? Yeah. Or do I want to do I want to? try to try to make an adjustment to my game and my approach and and try to be more effective elsewhere. So that right. was a tough decision for me. Um that was a very especially for someone as confident in themselves as I am just to come to the conclusion that I just that freshman year of college I just I didn't have it you yeah. know on the offensive end of the court. Yeah. Um and admitting it you know is the first step. You can't correct it until you admit it. And so yeah. Um, that, that, that would be it, man. For me, that was, that was a huge mountain for me, man. It was something I never had to deal with. I never had anybody tell me I'm not effective offensively mm. in my entire life. Yeah. And we see it every day, Jay, you know, like just dudes in the NBA, they're great in college. You know yeah. what I mean? They may be high draft pick, whichever, but then you get to the NBA and what you're known for doing and contributing to certain teams you may not be there for that team. You know what I mean? And some guys that's kind of hard to adjust and adapt to, you know what I mean? And some guys just don't last, you Absolutely. know? So that's definitely a tough thing mentally, you know, and the confidence killer for certain people um, to be able to realize that and to be able to admit it, you know, that I'm just not effective, you know? So Absolutely. much respect to that. Um, If you could give yourself advice, if you could talk to your 16 year old self right now, Jay, knowing what you know now and the life that you live, what would be some advice that you would give to your 16 year old self right now? I mean, it's easy for me to say this now because my playing days are behind me, but it's, it's have a plan B. You got to have a plan B. You got to think about life after basketball, man. Yeah. And when you were a kid and you have aspirations of going D1 and playing in the NBA or overseas and all this, you don't really want to hear all that. And, you know, I feel like some of these kids probably, if we, if, if they, if they had that mindset, they would almost be almost saying, I'm assuming I'm not going to make it by thinking of that. But I'm, you know, I'm here to tell you right now, that's not the case. You can, you can dive 110% yeah. into your craft and still have a plan B, have a backup plan because basketball is not always going to be there for you. Even if you go to the NBA, you can't you can't play. You know, you you're not going to play forever. So you need yeah. to have a plan B regardless if you go to the NBA or not. Yeah, you got to think about life after basketball, man, because that was a struggle for me. For so you know, for 15, 20 years of my life, I woke up every morning with one thing on my mind: being the best basketball player I could be working harder than everybody else there is. No one's going to put up more shots than me today. No one's going to be on the court longer than me today. I had a one-track mind. I didn't think about nothing else. And um, I wish I would have, man, because I got to tell you, man, after college, 
I was my life was very, very reactive instead of proactive because I didn't have a plan. Mm. I was just kind of taking advantage of things that were in front of me instead of pursuing something. Um, and and, and that that probably be my biggest biggest regret I had was not thinking more about life outside of basketball. That would definitely be the thing I would tell these kids today is you're not going to play forever, no matter how far you go. Uh, you can't play till you're in the grave. So yeah. you better think about life after basketball, what you want to do with yourself, what other things you want to do with your life uh, to be successful and make a positive impact on the community. Love it. Love it. But the game of basketball itself, Jay, just the whole how you prepare, how you interact with people. What has the game of basketball taught you uh, that carry into life? Man, um, basketball has taught me so much. That's that's a that's a hard question, man. That's hard to just really give a few things, man. Like because just sports in general, you know, not just basketball. Um, there's so many connections between sports and basketball and, and to, to to life itself. Um, yeah. You know, it, it teaches you, you know, how to how to achieve a goal, you know, with other people, how to be a team player, how to be a leader, you know, how to it teaches you how to deal with adversity, you know, um, you know, all things you're going to encounter in life, you encounter playing basketball. Um, so I always feel like athletes, you know, kind of get a hard a head start on that because they're dealing with all that stuff, whether they realize it or not. They're dealing with a lot of stuff that's going to be put in front of them in the real world while they're engaged in that sport. Thanks. Competing, dealing with adversity, being a leader, achieving something together, teamwork, um, or overcoming obstacles. Like all the stuff you're dealing with on the basketball court, you're going to encounter in life. Um, and having already dealt with it on the sports field, on the playing field, I feel like it, it gives athletes a head start, you know? Thanks. Thanks. So definitely. Okay. Love it. Love it. Uh, so Jay, this question right here, um, every time I ask somebody, it's always conversation afterwards, you know, just around the town. But if I was to say, Jay, I want you to give me your top five hoopers from the, from Aurora, you know, who would, who would be your five? You know, um, you can make it however you want to make it. It can be, you know, five players you played with, five players that you just, you know, that you didn't play with, that you just seen. Um, but I would like to hear your five, your top five, your top five. So, man, I, I was blessed, man, to come up in a time in Aurora when, you know, I got to see some of them, some of the OGs play that, yeah, you know, the younger guys hear about, but you never got to see them. You just yeah, you hear about them. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I got to see them. Um, okay. And it was watching those guys that made me just be like, look, like, I want to do that. Like, yeah. that's the coolest thing ever. Um, and, you know, I say that to say this, um, at point guard, oh man, that's really hard. <laughs> All time. All time, talk I, to me. I'm gonna go boat. Okay. I'm gonna go boat at the point. I'm gonna say if boat ain't available, give me Mike Simmons. Okay, okay, <laughs> can't go wrong with either or. Okay, give me, okay. give me, give me Mike Simmons. If boat ain't around, okay, mess around, just play them at the one and two. 
Oof. Um, uh, shooting guard. Uh, shooting guard. Let me get Mario Clark. Uh, let me get at the three. Mm. Man, that's tough. I'm going to go. I'm going to skip the three right now. I'm going to go Thomas Wyatt at the four. Tough. I'm going to go Mark Davidson at the five. Mm. Who's this wing? Who's this three? I need me a do it all. I need me a do it all guy at that three spot. Uh, Mm. That one's tough, man. That one's real tough, but I probably have to go. Whatever. I'll put Mario Clark at the three, and I'm starting. I'm going small in the backcourt with Boat Show and, and Simo. Okay. Okay. Let me see. Cuz to text me. He said, uh, Julian. Julian. <sighs> Julian Harrell, man. Uh, <laughs> Julian Harold, boy, yeah, yeah. He let me get Julian at the four. If uh, if if Wyatt, if, if Wyatt, if Wyatt again, if he if he ain't available, I'm gonna take Julian Harold. Julian Harold, that. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he's another he's Roar Christian, another Roar Christian guy. Okay, um, okay. So let me. So I'm gonna give you a five for Roar Christian. Talk to him. Okay, there we go. There we I'm go. I'll give you five for Christian. So he's at the four. Okay. Julian's at the four. That's easy. Mark's at the Mark Davidson's at the five. Um, point guard, I'm gonna go. Man, we had some good ones. <sighs> yeah, man. Let me let me walk away from that point guard for a second. Um, I'm okay. putting myself at the two. Okay. Um, I hate to put myself in top in, in it, but it is what it is. Cause um, uh, he said Jason Wright. See, see, he's in my he's see. I got three guys in my ear right now for that point guard spot. He's one of them. Okay. Um, okay. Jason Wright. I played a year with Jay Wright. My senior year, he was a sophomore. Got moved up. He was my starting okay. point guard. Okay. Phenomenal okay. player. Ended up going D one. Played at Eastern Illinois. Um, so it's between him. Uh, Jabari Harrell, who I played with my senior year. I mean, my, my junior year, he was a senior. Okay. All-time leader and assist at Aurora University. Conference player of the year over there. And yeah. then you got Matt Nadelhofer, who is just mm. an absolute – he was Jason Williams. He was white chocolate before white chocolate. Ooh-wee. 6'3", 6'4". You on the court with him, you're going to get hit dead in the face with a pass. <laughs> You know, you gotta you, be ready. You you you're always open when you're playing with Matt Nadelhofer. He went on to had a great career at Wheaton College, man. He's set records over there. So it's between them three guys at my point guard spot, and I'm having oh. a real hard time picking it. Okay, um, okay. But those are some great, some some great names, man. And uh, like I said, I'm gonna put myself at the two. Um, I'm gonna put my boy Jeremy Henderson at the three. Okay. Um, and I'm just gonna give it to Jay Wright. I'm just gonna give it to Jay Wright at my point. So it's gonna be Jay Wright, me, Jeremy Henderson, Julian Harrell, and Mark Davidson. Okay. See, as for me, I didn't know Royal Christian had hoopers like that. You know what I mean? So to hear you name all these people, 
it just shows that the history behind the Royal Ball, man. We really got some hoopers, man, that we just, it yeah. just, you know, we just don't know about. That's crazy. Well, yeah, um, I mean, part of it, bro, is you know, is you know, Roar, you you know, you you're a younger guy, so I mean, you you weren't around really. You know, like I said, that that was that kind of that '86 to '96 kind of decade. There was when they was just they was they was putting out teams, man. I mean, in that ten year period, they probably went to they probably won four sectionals, two yeah. elite eights. They finished fourth yeah. in state once, second in state once, in 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 probably an eight nine year period. Like that's dominance. Yeah. And this is when right. it was just two classes. So, so they 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 outplayed some top teams then. Like, top, well, you know, back then, you know, Roar Christian wasn't in the conference. You know, when I was oh, in the okay. Christian, we weren't in the conference. We were independent. Okay. You know, so okay, Don Davidson, who was our okay. coach, he served as an athletic director too. So okay. the way our schedule was, you know, because most play, you know, if you're in a conference, you you know, you playing once there, once at your you know, mm -hmm. you're playing everyone in your conference twice, once there, once at your crib, and then a handful of other games and tournaments. Mm -hmm. But our coach, you know, he's on the phone just calling whoever. Whoever wants to play, we'll be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so we were single A, but we was probably playing 15 double A schools every year. You know, so, yeah, that's – it's it was just different then, man. Yeah, yeah, okay. Jay, let me ask you this. You said you want to, you're, you're a guy where you got high confidence in yourself. Who was that one matchup for you that's the most memorable for you where you was like, all right, man, this dude, I wouldn't say get the best of you, but he was more like, okay, let's go. Let's, let's go. Let's tighten these shoes up. Let's go. We're going at it. So I already got one, man. All right. It's, it pops in my head right away. Problem child. Yeah, it's cat name Antoine McDaniel, man. Um, he played at Carthage. Okay. Um, he's a kid out of Schaumburg. And like I said, like I, I was, I was one of the better defensive players in, in the CCIW all four of my years there, but he was the one guy I could not speed up. I could yeah. not speed him up. I could not make him uncomfortable. He was just so smooth. He dictated pace. You didn't dictate his pace. And um, he just always looked like he was going in slow motion, man. He was just, just excellent. <laughs> That's frustrating. That's frustrating to guard, man. Yeah, like if I saw him today, I'd want to play. I want. I'd want to play one on one. Like I, I yeah. just never figured that dude out, man. He's just just a super super smooth guard. Just just made the game look really really easy. He uh, he played at Carthage. He was a he was a, I believe he was a year behind me. Uh, okay. So I, I played him. Uh, I had to. I had to. I had to mess with him for three years, man. Twice a year. Frustrating. And that kind of going to my next question too is in your prime, who would be your one v one? So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta match up with him again, huh? For that one v one in your prime. It would. I would want him, but just just for the sake of giving you a different answer. Okay. Um. I would probably. I would probably want to play against Pippen. I would probably want to play against Pippen because I would want to see what life's like being guarded by the best perimeter defender to ever play basketball. No, that's facts. Facts. If I can get a bucket on him, I can get one on anybody. On anybody. Facts. So okay. That would be who I would want to. That would be who I would want to match up with to see 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 what I can get off on him. 
Okay, okay. Jay, if you could listen to three albums for the rest of your life, what three albums would it be? It would probably be Mob Deep, Hell on Earth, um, Jay Z, Reasonable Doubt. Okay. Um. Ooh, that third one. That third one. Oh, I'm gonna go. Uh, Big Pun, Capital Punishment. Fire. <clears throat> if you could have five dinner guests, dead or alive, anybody, just sit at the table and just chop it up with. You know, who would be your five that you would have and why? Uh, Muhammad Ali, definitely, number one. Um, I would want Mike there. Definitely would want Mike there. It just, I would just love relish the opportunity to have a conversation with just a, a maniacal competitor like him. Um, I would say, man, three more. Uh, MLK. Let me get MLK at that table, and let me get Malcolm too. Um, let's see. Um, fourth one. Mm. Okay, so I think you said you said MLK, you said Muhammad Ali, Malcolm, Malcolm. Okay, and MJ. Okay, MJ. So your fifth, your fifth. I got one more. Um, one more. You know what, man? My uh, it's kind of kind of an interesting fact too. My my great great uncle was one of the original Red Tails, man. Mm. Um. And um, I would love to sit down and chat with him just about that experience, being one of the first first African Americans, you know, fighting in the World War. You know, one of the, yeah. you know, well, I don't know if you know the story, but he's he's one of the one of the, the Red Tails. Just was you know the first African American flight squadron that that fought in the World War, and so, uh, my uncle, well, it was actually one of them. Wow! No, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's gonna be a between that between that five, man, you're gonna learn a lot of game and knowledge <laughs> in that five right there. Yes, man. Jay, if I was to tell you I can get you tickets to any game in NBA history, course size seats, I can get you any tickets. What would be the game that you would tell me you would like to be at and why? Man, that's a good question. I would probably want to go. Ah, the flu game. Yeah, I need to get in Salt Lake City for that flu game. <laughs> I need to see. Yeah, I need to see that flu game because, um, that's just a man right there. Like, it's like when he was in them four lines. He was, he, was, he was like he was all right. He was good. Like he didn't realize he was half dead till he got to the sidelines. It was like, it was yeah. like just walking out on that wood, just was like a battery in his back. Yeah, it was. That's just what the game did for him. Like, I would that would have to be it, man. It was that? I'm not game. mad at that one. Yeah, it like said so he he balled. You didn't even think nothing was wrong with him, but a timeout, he looking like he about to right. You know. You know and that going to my next one. 
Jay, I need your top five NBA players of all time. So let me get the Dream at the five, TD at the four, LeBron at the three, Mike at the two, and Magic at the one. Mm, okay. Mm, I'm not mad at that. Jay, if you could recommend somebody to have on my platform that kind of, you know, just that you feel deserving of their flowers, you know, who would you recommend on the show? And that's really hard, man, because it's an endless list of, you know, I mean, you know how, how, how rich basketball is in, in the city of Aurora. Um, I would say in terms of like, I can give it to you. I'll give it to you by school you know so if you, if you had anybody else on from from aurora christian i would definitely recommend my guy jeremy jeremy henderson you know one of my one of my okay. homeboys one of my best friends grew up together um uh julian harrell um who, who was on my who was on my top five uh he was in my start four. um i would say um west aurora um if you haven't had a conversation with uh with uh mario clark yet I talked to him. I talked um, to him. Yeah, yeah. Andre Newsom. Andre Newsom. That's that's who you need to get on here, man. Okay. Like me and Andre used to go at it when we was okay. kids, man. Because I okay. lived on. I grew up on the west side of Aurora, uh, Illinois, and Gillette, dead inside of Gillette, right next to May Street Park. Okay. Okay. Uh, Dre lived over there, not too far from me, and uh, Dre would come over almost every day. And we'd be in my driveway for hours just okay. going at it. Like, that's yeah. my brother, man. Like, we grew up together. And I, I to this day, like, you know, people all, all, always kind of say I, I play bigger than my size. Yeah. It's because I grew up playing against that long-ass, jumpy, <laughs> athletic dude every single day. <laughs> I definitely attribute that that me playing bigger than six two the man that dude two inches taller than me and can fly yeah so you talk about hard tough tough times getting a shot off like but right. uh definitely okay. been news. um and um you know easter roy you know thomas wyatt uh definitely if you if you haven't had him on tyrone savage but yeah those are definitely some names of some guys that it'd be great to have on here Okay, for sure, for sure. Noted, you know. Um, but Jay, man, I just want to say I appreciate you taking time, you know, out of your day just to, you know, come onto my platform and just, you know, spread the knowledge and game that you have. Um, just telling your story, you know, in hopes that it may help, you know, the young generation coming up um that may have the similar story that you had, you know. So as yes, I, said, I just want to give I just want to give you your flowers for what you contributed to the game of basketball. Um, you know, it's just a rural culture basketball, you know, so I just want to give you your flowers, say, you know, we thank you. We appreciate you for the memories that you that you gave, um, you know, and, you know, we're grateful and thankful for you, you know. So, you know, thank you again for coming on my platform tonight. No, man, I appreciate it. It's an honor. Thanks. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you very much. No, for sure, man. Hey, man, you have a good one, bro. I appreciate you again, bro. We'll, we'll stay in tune. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Man. Have a good night. All right. You too, bro.